Let me tell you why you're here. What can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for a white rabbit. So, um, white rabbit. This movement is growing. White rabbit. We have an army of digital soldiers. Digital soldiers. This was irregular warfare at its finest. Digital soldiers. That story will, will continue to be told here. Welcome, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. We have what we call citizen journalists, digital soldiers. Fight rabbit. Yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole, though. Okay. You can go down the rabbit hole and be incoherent. Mm-hmm. Fight rabbit. Welcome, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host, Catalyst Jones. Along with me today is somebody very special to the movement. And um, before I introduce him, I just have to give a shout out to uh, my sponsors. And the first sponsor is SeriousCBD.com. It's a Serious-CBD.com, actually. Um, this CBD is, you know, and I know that there's a lot of uh, pushback on CBD because uh, cannabis has a bad name. It's gotten a bad rap for many, many, many years, but there are so many good things about CBD. And a lot of people don't realize that the biggest system in the human body is cannabinoid receptors. So you have a cannabinoid system in your body. So this is, this is meant to help people with, uh, aches, body aches, pains, um, people that have seizures. This is really good for people that have seizures. There's a testimony of people that have taken serious CBD. They used to have seizures on a daily basis and now it's down to once or twice a month. That's pretty amazing. So if you, if you like, uh, topicals, rubs, uh, gummies, and if you like to smoke it, he's actually even got Bubba Kush pre-rolls and flour. It looks and tastes just like you're smoking weed, but you're not going to get high and you're going to get the benefits from the CBD. And it's awesome. And everything is very highly tested to make sure there's no chemicals and no metals inside of it. So go check out Sirius-CBD.com, enter the promo code RABBIT, during checkout and you will receive 15% off and you will be helping out your boy Catalyst Jones at White Rabbit along with Cannabis and Combat. So, also, the warehouse.salon. Check this out. I know a lot of you people, you, you get your products from Ulta or Walmart or uh, even Amazon. Please stop giving your money to Amazon people. They're nothing but pedophiles and just money-hungry bastards behind that whole movement so go to the warehouse.salon and you can pick up beard oils ladies you can get all your conditioners your makeups your hair products uh, not makeups i'm sorry but your hair products everything and you might even get it a little bit cheaper than you would off of amazon and during checkout i'm going to tell you what you can enter the promo code rabbit and you're going to get 10 percent off automatically so you're already saving money there so enter promo code white rabbit at the warehouse.salon and you will be helping out my boys at we the people radio if you do that so with all that being said and thank you thank you to the sponsors of white rabbit too I, i greatly appreciate it you guys are helping us grow big announcements coming soon uh give a little teaser you're going to be seeing us on internet television very very soon on Roku, not going to say exactly what yet because I don't think I'm allowed to. However, that is in the works, and you're going to see that very, very soon. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, returning guest to the show, Juan 
from Truth and Media. How are you doing, brother? I'm so excited to have you back on. We had the greatest conversation the last time you were on, and I'm not going to lie to you, that that episode is actually still the reigning champ as far as numbers go. Really? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm doing great, but damn, that makes me feel really good, brother. So um, h- how you been doing, bro? How's the podcast going? Great, great, great. Um, I'm actually, I just kind of wanted to talk about that because I've been working on this podcasting thing and I've had this idea for a very long time. And before I started, I was wondering who's going to want to listen to me. So I decided I'll, I want to create some type of following before I create it. So I started my Instagram and within a year I got up to, I think, 3000 followers I'm at now. So I, Janet actually was the one who gave me the confidence to actually start posting daily and I mean weekly. Shout because out I to Deplorable Janet. Sorry, I, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but shout out to Deplorable Janet all the way because yeah, she yeah. is the one that introduced you and I together. And uh, I, I'm so glad that we met because you're an incredible person, brother. Yeah, and it's beautiful because I love how she just talks to random people and she's the one who, who gave me the, real, that motivation to come out and put my voice out there. And I actually wanted to start this with something that I heard off of her podcast that made me go buy a laptop and put more work into it. And I'm staying up late, writing, researching, really putting in that work. And it came from this one episode. I don't know if you mind me playing this segment. It's like three minutes. Of course, play it, brother. Okay. Okay. So this is something that really motivated me to start doing the podcast because this guy from, do you know Brandon from Expanding Reality? Yes. Well, I don't, well, know, he, him. I don't know him personally, but I, I know of him, yes. Yeah, well, he came on her podcast and he was talking about the, the War of Art. Have you read that book? Uh, the Art of War. Yeah, The Art of War. Yes. The one about writing and resistance and all of that stuff. Yes. So he, he, the, the writer of that book, he talks about how we all have something that we want to do in our lives, but we have this resistance or something that's always keeping us from achieving it, like pro- procrastination or just putting things off. But I just want to play this little segment that he puts the that idea of the resistance really clearly. And I think some of y'all would really like this. So, so check this out. This is Brandon from Expanding Reality. Better than I do. But um, there's a book called The War of Art, and it's by uh, Stephen Pressfield. He's normally a fiction writer, but he wrote this badass book about uh, the striking out of the matrix. That's how I'll put it. He puts it striking out into a creative endeavor, being a musician, a writer, a podcaster, um, getting, I'd say, unplugging from the matrix. We know what I mean. I'm going to say that. And his thing is that he brings these up about the people that can, are combative against you. Uh, some, I mean, even your family, um, all the obstacles in your way, whenever you conspire and you make a choice to, let's say, leave your job and go be a painter or leave your job and go finally open that yoga studio that you've been wanting to do or write your cookbook. Um, it's, it's when you do this that you are going to encounter something that he calls the resistance. And I love this because what it does is it takes all of those things, your unsupported parents, your friends telling you flat out to your face, uh, no, and that you're stupid for doing it and belittling you for even wanting to better yourself. Um, and there's reasons psychologically that they do that, but that, that's a whole nother conversation. But um, all of these things, um, financial setbacks, if you feel like you don't have time challenges, if you're tired, you know, if you're unmotivated, like all of these things, procrastination's a big one. They're called the resistance. 
And the great thing about the resistance and how you know if you needed more confirmation that you are a fucking powerful being, if you're not going outside and exploding clouds, um, which is a lot of fun, then what you can do, uh, you do it with your mind. It's crazy. I've done a lot. I've shown a bunch of people how to do it, and they're just like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, but, you know, when you're not doing that, then um, what you do is you look at this thing called the resistance. First, you recognize it, and you go, you know, I don't need to be on Facebook for five hours today. Uh, I'm going to pick up my pen, and I'm going to write, or I'm going to open my computer and listen to that writing seminar, you know, that I've been wanting to and learn more, or I'm going to go get a new canvas and paint, whatever. Um, and so whenever you look at it, you go, oh, that's the resistance. And then you just look at it and you go, fuck off resistance and off it fucks. It is the damnedest thing that once you just spot it for what it is, which is the resistance, these are all the little voices in your head that tell you, you can't, these are all the people in your life that uh, tell you that you're crazy if you want to do that. And then it'll never work and you'll never amount to anything. That's all one thing. And it's the resistance. And the way that this works is you're here to be challenged. Again, if you zoom out and you want to go with these really fun, cool concepts and you're all that's here. So therefore, everything you encounter is for you because you're all that's here. You wouldn't fuck yourself over. You're doing this for you. And so those people who are the resistance are part of your hero's journey. They're part of your story. They strengthen your resolve, which is very important. You got to have the fucking chutzpah to be up till midnight working on this shit or to be exhausted or to spend your weekends doing this or to sink a bunch of money into it before you see a dime. Uh, you've got to be able to and willing to do that if it's what is required of you. And what's required of everyone is different entirely, but the one thing that remains the same, you will succeed if you don't stop. All the resistance is there to do is to make sure that this is what you really want. And the more um, challenging the endeavor in your mind, because you you create the spectrum of the resistance, which is even more fucking weird, uh, then um, that's what presents itself back to you. And once you've overcome it, you say, fuck off resistance, off it fucks, then you, you jump into this higher, greater, grander version of who you really are, and it's beautiful. Now, you know what I think? So that that right there really motivated me to to really go after this podcasting thing because before it was always at the back of my mind, but this idea of the resistance, I think you can apply it to anything, especially now with this whole thing that's going around in the whole world. I think that resistance is greater than people's want to really have things go back to normal. Everyone's just complying because that's what everyone's doing around them. But if you can overcome that resistance, we if we everybody just overcame that resistance said screw all this, we're, we're stopping this, we're going back to normal, it would happen. But people have this resistance that's keeping them from, from doing what they want to do. No, <clears throat> and I 100% agree with that. And, and we all have that resistance, right? I, I wake up with that resistance all the time. I'm like, uh, I, I, I'm going to be on this huge thing called the Patriot Podcast Network. It's, it's going to be huge. And I'm like, am I good enough? You know, and I'm questioning myself. I'm like, I don't have the time to put in. I don't have the money to put in that some of these other podcasts and these shows, uh, put in to what they're doing. But yet I, I, I get, I get strength in knowing that even if I'm, even if only one person listens to this podcast and don't get me wrong, a lot of people listen to this podcast and I'm thankful for all of you. I, I really am. But at the same time, uh, I question myself. I'm like, you know, like, what do I have to offer? What do I, what do I have to, to build? And I pray every morning. And I don't care if, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. Like, you know, we're each, each to his own, whatever. But I believe in God. And I pray to God every morning. And God tells me to keep continuing this because this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So 
with what he said, and, and I listened to that episode of Deplorable Nation as well that you just played that from. And mm -hmm. wow, what an amazing episode that was too. I, I recommend anybody that hasn't already subscribed to Deplorable Nation to go subscribe, give give likes because likes helps us out a lot. Likes, if you give a rating, a five-star rating, that's gonna a review. boost us up, you know? And, and especially a review, you know? If you like us, tell us you like us. That, that warms our hearts so much if you don't like us tell us why you don't like us you know and then and then um i'm i'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna say well that's on you i don't really care i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing but at the same time i like any feedback whether it's positive or ne negative so with what he was saying how did that motivate you and and what it what was it that you decided to do to step your game up well, like uh, before, while we were doing the podcast, me and my buddy Drew, we were just doing it on my phone through the Anchor app. And when I heard that, because uh, I had been thinking about getting a laptop and stepping up my game, but I was like, no, I need to save that money. I need it for other things. I, I don't want to really jump all the way in. But I heard that podcast and I was like, well, fuck it. I'll put it on credit and I'll just pay it off. But this is going to help me make the show better, be able to edit, be able to put sound bites, be able to research better. I have, I've written so much now on this, on document, on word processor. And it's just really helped me step up my game. And like he said, if you really keep going, I mean, you'll stay up late and you won't feel the time come. You're just doing your passion. And this is what I want to do. Okay. Oh, and, and like how you said, he motivated me. Yeah. By getting that laptop and really staying up late. Like I'll be staying up till one o'clock, just researching. And I know like, I don't want to go to the work to the next day. Cause the next day while I'm at work, all I'm thinking is about what am I going to research? What am I going to do? Like this has become more important than my real job in a way. All right. I'm, I got to call time, time out. out. I'm so sorry. There's somebody at my door. You're good. Can y'all people hear me? I don't know. Hmm. It says recording. Y'all keep listening to White Rabbit. He's the shit. He's gonna take you down rabbit holes that you never thought you would have. Okay, okay, that that was really rude. I'm sorry, brother. Ah, uh, you're okay, brother. Uh, let me just see. I, I was so I was saying that yeah, he really motivated me to go after it and to, to tell that resistance to fuck off and really do my work. And like I said, I feel this is more important now than my real job. Yeah, it is because this is this is actually a war. This is a, and I love the fact that the last time you were on my podcast, uh, the episode the episode title was spiritual warfare, because that's exactly what we're in. It's not only a spiritual warfare, but it's also an information warfare, and it's a it's a warfare on your very well being. And a lot of people don't realize this, but this is and it, and it's scary to say because if you read Revelations. This is World War Three, and there is going to be a war that nobody's ever encountered before, a different type of war. And then there's going to be a time of peace. And what I see what's happening is, you know, we're going to have we're going to have a time of peace because all of this disinformation and all these evil, corrupt people are actually being brought to the light and everything is going to be exposed. So I feel like we are going to have a a time of peace and then Armageddon hits. Man, that's kind of scary stuff. But yeah, what you were saying was World War Three. Yeah, that's definitely war has evolved and people don't really notice it. Like just think back back in the days when people went to war, they would stand in these lines and like walk toward each other slowly. And then World War Two came and they had the machine gun and they had to make trenches so people can buy, uh, avoid the bullets through the trenches. 
And then uh, when there was war in Vietnam, they had to, they were fighting in the jungle. And now World War Three is out in the open everywhere. And it's not guns. It's more like television, propaganda, um, trying to steal your energy and your luge. And people don't don't see that. They think it's just the surface topical thing of, of COVID and and um, all this stuff. But no, it's really deeper than that. It's This is the beginnings of trying to, I mean, if you see it, if you're paying attention, you notice they're trying to separate humanity into two factions, the believers and the non-believers. And the non-believers are the ones who's spreading truth. And you could show somebody the truth with documents, with paper, with video, with all kinds of things, and they will negate it because it, the propaganda has gone so deep that they'll laugh at the truth when it's told to them. It's so crazy, too. And you're 100% correct. And and uh, Sam Tripley talks about loosh all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't use that word. However, I think it's very critical. So um, for the people listening to this show that may not listen to Tinfoil Hat or may not listen to you, can you explain what loosh is? Well, loosh, as Sam describes it, I kind of looked into it. It's your spiritual energy. And we all have this spiritual energy that comes from the spark of God, I believe. And you you have this inside of you. And I think our goal is to, to grow it and to harness it and to use it to spread and to serve others. But with television and propaganda and, and movies and films and all these things, what they do is they mess with that spiritual energy. Many people don't notice now, but when you're watching TV and you're watching drama and you're watching people die, like your subconscious mind doesn't know that this is a movie. Your subconscious mind is seeing all these all this trauma and it's taking it in and it's kind of slowly, um, how do I say it, turning you is slowly taking that energy away from you because you're feeling this trauma. So you're releasing it. It's desensitizing you and it's, and it's making you, and it's making you accept to, to these types of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens in all kinds of things. It can happen through television. It takes your attention, your loose, your energy is being into feeding that television. It could be through money. You could be focusing on money too much more than your family. It could be, um, through, through sex, you could be thinking about sex all the time. All these things that are Guilty. taking your attention <laughs> it, it's, what's, it's what's keeping you from, from ascending and becoming a higher conscious being. It, it, 100%. I couldn't agree with you anymore. So um, when, when he's talking about how these things are, are being shown to us in these TV programs, uh, movies, and whatnot, a lot of people don't understand that occultism is really the powers that be. So the powers that be are into these occults. And one of the ways that they're able to harvest our energy and able to do what they have to do is they have to let us know what they're doing in advance and they have to get our approval. So through ways of multimedia, through ways of Netflix, um, the movies that you go to, they're showing you what they are planning on doing. And by you participating and watching these things and enjoying these things and using them as entertainment is your way of accepting them. Therefore they can follow through with their, with their agendas. Am I wrong? No, exactly. You're right on. This is called the revelation of the method. And this is, they do this to be in concordance with natural law. So the way that this works is for example, if you come to my house and I write on the walls, I'm going to kill you next week at 3 p.m. And it's everywhere and you're looking at it, but you're ignoring it. And that day comes and I murder you. That's kind of on you because I warned you. I let you know what was going to happen. But your ignorance 
uh, took the best of you and just ignored it. And that's what's happening all the time. They're telling you the plans that they do. Like, for example, whenever September thing happened, they warned you in movies probably 20 years in advance. And it, and it happened. And they're basically putting the writing on the wall that this is what we're going to do. And we let it happen. Man, there's so, is- so many, oper- there's so many uh, examples of that, too. You're talking about September 11th. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, you got you got uh, Back to the Future. You have The Simpsons. You, you have uh, so many uh, comic books that were... And even advertisements. I, I saw this one advertisement. I think it was a couple months before that happened. It, it was a, a commercial for a video game called uh, Aircraft Simulator. Like, you, you pretend you're flying airplanes. And it had the picture was of an airplane. And it looked like it was going to crash into the, the Twin Towers. And it said, uh, it, this will blow you away or something like that. And I was like, wow, wow, right in your face. Like, how do y'all not see that? And, and it happens in everything. Even in this Cookie Monster book, there was a book of Cookie Monster and he was eating the Twin Towers. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different things, too. And if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so how did you become awake to where you started to see these things? To be honest, I don't remember. I I always come back to the idea that my mind really started questioning when I was a little kid. I think I told the story last time about I had a hard time going to sleep as a little kid. I had insomnia. Yeah. And it was around Christmas. And I I was thinking, how does one guy do this all the time? And I was just questioning. I don't know why. I think I've always had that questioning mentality. What about you? I'm sure you've had that since you were a kid also. Yeah, well, I mean, my thing was, I, I believe, um, I, it was probably even before kindergarten, and um, I started crying, and my mom was like, why are you crying? And I was like, because I don't want to die. And she was like, son, you're not going to die. And I said, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Someday I'm going to die. And and then uh, I just started questioning things from then on. My mom is a Jehovah's Witness and has been off and on throughout my upbringing. So she would she would like go through her sin stages, which was years at a time, and then go through like, oh, we have to be strict and we have to follow uh, Jehovah. Mm-hmm. And so right then and there, I was like, yo, this is garbage. And um, I, I didn't. I didn't fall in line and my mom never told me about Santa Claus. She was always open with me about Santa Claus. But then when I saw how many of my friends were deceived by Santa Claus, even when I was like, yo, there is no Santa Claus. It's your parents that are giving you presents. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's that is that when you realize that you've been lied to, it kind of opens that Pandora's box of what else have I been lied to about? And then you just keep going through the whole rigmarole and you realize Almost everything in our society is is a twisted or inverted truth. It's all backwards. It, uh, I uh, once again, I, uh, this is probably the third time I've said it, but I couldn't agree with you anymore, brother. So, so it oh, was, but again, so you were saying what made me question? Was it nine well, eleven? Like I, I, I like to really. I when I watch movies, I'm like really watching all the little things in the background, taking notes. And when I was little, did you watch this one movie called Small Soldiers? Oh. Uh, was it small soldiers or tiny soldiers? No, small, uh, something like that. But it was these toys that came alive. Yeah, the toys that came alive and they were battling each other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was the Archons, I think they were called. You know all about the Archons, but it was the Archons and the soldiers. And the Archons are hiding. 
and they may they befriended one of the kids who's helping them and the kids helping them and he's asking them where are y'all going to go after y'all escape and he goes beyond the mountains or something like that and then the kid asks but how do you know it's there and then he replies just because you don't see something doesn't mean it's not there and that that little what phrase that he said has stuck with me my whole life that, yeah, just because I don't see a ghost or just because I don't see the corrupt politicians uh, red-handed doesn't mean that it's not happening. You have to be able to peer behind the veil and really investigate to see what's really going on. And a lot of the times it's not visible. It's just annoying. You know, what I find crazy is a lot of people will, and you brought up the government and a lot of people will say that they don't trust the government. However, they're falling right in long, right, right in line with uh, all these mandates, right? And they're like, "Oh, the government is telling me that this this is happening, and I need to do this." So you see all these people wearing their masks, they're getting their jibbity jabs, and everything else. Yet, deep down inside, you know you don't trust the government. So I don't understand. What do you think this is? Is this like a mass hypnosis? I don't know because exactly like right before this happened, everyone knew that big pharma was not out for our own good. Everybody knew the politicians were doing their best thing. Everybody knew the cor- the corporations were poisoning the, the planet and selling us products that harm us. When did all of a sudden they become these people that they trust? It's like that Stockholm syndrome type of thing, you know? That's exactly your pr- what it is. Your yeah. oppressors are taking over and you're just like, oh, okay, I mean, I guess I'll follow along. You're going to help me and save us, but... No, man, y'all need to wake up and realize that they're leading you down a path that you don't want to go down into. And and that path is becoming more and more clear every single day as we see these tyrannical mandates that they're putting on on people. And and I'm sorry, if you believe that Joe Biden won the presidency, then you are in delusion. This is just fucking ridiculous. This is this country was hijacked by Mm -hmm. tyrannical people. And now that we're seeing all these mandates and. I know that you wanted to bring up what's going on in Canada and these truckers that are actually stepping up and doing something. I I think that the masses are really starting to awaken and there's still a lot of people I know. I, I know that even when the truth is out there and it's blatant right in your face, that some people are going to be like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. They're not. There's going to be like a percentage of people that, are just not going to be able to eat that red pill. But my question for you is, is how did we get here and how do we get out of it? How did we get here? I think it just became, people became complacent. They just want to do their life thing. They don't really want to mess too much with what's going on. They just want to go home, you know, probably drink a beer and watch TV, be with their kids. And slowly, like, I guess they primed us through television with all these movies about viruses. Um, everyone already had this type of idea of what would happen if a world worldwide uh, pandemic happened. And everyone just kind of followed suit subconsciously. And this is what I'm talking about. When you watch movies, you have to be very careful because when you're watching something, your subconscious mind does not know that this is a movie. When your subconscious mind is watching that movie by um, uh, Will Smith, uh, What's Last Man Alive? Which one do you know what it's called? Oh, um, you actually brought this up on the last episode that you were on. um... (laughs) Still can't remember. But anyways, that movie, it tells you that there's a whole worldwide pandemic and everyone has to follow the government because they're the ones going to save you. But 
like I said, when you're watching this, your subconscious mind is recording this and putting it in the back of the mind so that whenever that big moment did come, people, I remember still when it first happened, I was afraid. I was cleaning all the products I bought from the store and I was really afraid and thinking, is this really how, how this happens? That, is this how really this all goes down? Well, and then after I, a while... I, I, I'm sorry to ahead. interrupt you, but you said it right there. You were afraid. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what they're using to manipulate people right there is fear. Fear. And some people, some people did, like, I came out of it, but some people stuck through it and they're still... And it's crazy to see people driving with, like, two masks on. Like, how are you still with this fear? How, how has it not subsided? And it's crazy, dude. I had to... Um, the other day my truck wouldn't start and I <clears throat> had to uh, drive a, or I had to get an Uber to go to work because I didn't want to miss work. And uh, the guy that gave me a ride home, or I mean a ride to work was awesome. I walked up and, and as soon as it popped up, it said, your driver is here, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you have a mask and his windows are down. And I walked up to the car and I said, Hey bro, I am not going to wear a mask. So, are you okay with that? And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, I just wait and see how the the customer is going to react. And, you know, he was like, and I was like, cool, because as long as we keep complying, the longer this is going to keep going. And then on my way home, I called for an Uber, and the guy showed up, and I opened the door, and I noticed when he drove up, he was not wearing a mask. But then when I opened the door to get in, he put his mask on. And I was like, yo, you don't need to wear that. And he was like, no, I do. Please put your mask on. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I don't even own one. So I'm sorry, but I'm not going to get in your car if uh, if I have to wear a mask. And he was like, I can't risk it. I'm sorry. And well. Yeah, it's just that fear. Like that first guy too, It that, see how he kind of was willing to see how you react. I think a lot of people are doing that and that's keeping this momentum of this thing still going on. And every, if everyone just said, fuck it, I'm not wearing the mask, whatever, it would end. But no, he's the guy. I mean, I get it. He's trying to keep his job and follow the rules. But following the rules is what took us down this path. I mean, SS officers in Nazi Germany were just following the rules, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what pisses me off. Like cops saying, oh, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, that's exactly what the Nazis said, bro. So do you still, with that being said, do you still black, back the blue or have you ever backed the blue? I mean, we need cops, but there are asshole cops, you know. Um, I'm, I'm lucky that I haven't gotten in trouble with the cops, but I used to drive a Cadillac back in the day and I would get pulled over so much that I had this view of the cops of the cops, like, fuck them. They're just out to get me. But no, man, and some, there's good cops out there. It's just a lot of them. I think once they get that badge, they get their ego inflated and they think they can do whatever they want. Well, I feel that that's, that's within any um, occupation, right? You're going to have assholes and you're going to have people that got into that occupation for the right reasons, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a cop, whether it's a, it's a graphic designer. I don't give a fuck. Like you get into mm-hmm. it. Some people get into it for a paycheck and for the benefits, and some people get into it because they want that authority. And especially in situations where you have cops, you know, like I feel like a lot of these people got into it for the right reasons, and we're starting to see a lot of them stand up and say no. And if you look at these Border Patrol agents right now, um, there was – I wish I had the clip. I I wish I would have loaded it, but there was a guy – where the border patrol sergeant 
was like, this is what we're doing and blah, 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 blah. And somebody stood up in, in the rank in lower ranks and was like, this isn't what I signed up for. And like, we're no, this is not what we're doing. That's what it takes. Have you seen this one picture? It's about it's a bunch of Nazis and they're saluting to Hitler, but there's one guy who's not saluting. Yes. I've seen that picture. Th- that's what it takes balls. Like stand up. I mean, I mean you might lose your job, but if we're in World War III, you have to be willing to, to, to put your life on the line. And th- that includes losing your job and being afraid. But talking about cops, did you see how in Ottawa the, the cops were actually bringing fuel and food to the truckers? Oh, cops were? No, I, mm-hmm. uh, somebody sent me something saying that the cops were showing up with rifles. And- well, I don't know. Maybe there's different factions. But then after that, there was the police chief from that town. He came out and said, if, there, if I find any cops or hear of any cops hoping the truck the truckers, you're out of my my uh, my police force. Oh, so he's threatening to fire people that are. Yeah, I'm like fuck that guy, man. Well, well, it just I, makes I me upset. Like, how, about, how do you go against your minute, fellow actually. brothers? How, how do you do that? Well, you know what? Some people, like I said, some people are just in it for the paycheck, and a lot of these people are are paid off, right? So you you have these sheriffs, and and unfortunately, a lot of these sheriffs are elected, so you know, they, they, they actually go through the voting process and they get elected into these positions. But I mean, how many people do you know actually take the time to go and vote for a sheriff? How many, can you name, can you name five of them? No, not even one. Exactly. Right. So these people get selected, not elected Mm -hmm. and they get selected because that is what their jurisdiction wants. And you got people like George Soros who is paying for the bottom of the bottom politics. Like he is paying to put certain people into school boards, right? Mm-hmm. So you corrupt it from the bottom up. And then as soon as you corrupt it from the bottom up, then that's the whole, the the foundation is already, you infiltrated everything. And if you don't know who George Soros is, he is an ex-Nazi, or not ex, you're not an ex-Nazi, just like you're not an ex-Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Once a Nazi, always a fucking Nazi in my Mm -hmm. book. I'm sorry. Didn't he sell out his own family and his own, like, He um, sold out his own family, bro. Fucking asshole. But anyways, yeah, you were saying something about, oh, I, I, have you heard Sam Tripoli talk about this? He says that what happens is that since they're tracking everybody online, they see who's on, on the verge of be entering positions of power like a superintendent or police chief. And they kind of snoop on these people and see what kind of dark shit they're into and they blackmail them with that. So they, they bring these people to the forefront, but they have this blackmail on them. So if they ever want to speak out or do their own thing, they're already beheld to this thing that they, that they don't want to come out into the public. So I think a lot of also what is going on is these people who are in positions of power have black blackmail on them. And whoever's really pulling the strings is telling them, you're going to do what we say or this is coming out. And everyone's just following suit. So that's not even just people of power. Well, I mean, you can you can take it as people of power, but you got um, content creators, you have celebrities, you have sports stars, you have all these different walks of life, but if they're able to influence people, so you got, you know, I, I, I don't know how old you are, but when I was young, I used to look up to Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan, right? Like they were my mm-hmm. idols. If Bo Jackson, if I was 17 years old and Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan said, hey, 
I'm getting the vaccine and everybody should go get the vaccine. I'd be like, oh shit, we need to go get the vaccine. Michael Jordan said we need to do it. Right. So they're, they're influencers, whether you're, whether you're a part of the media, whether you're a politician, whether you're a sports head, whether you're an actor, whether you're a musician, these people influence people and that's how they pick them. And like you said, they get corruption on these people. Either these people don't want to uh, abide by what's going on, but yet they're manipulated because they have some sort of dirt on these people, which they forced them to get into that predicament. Or these people just want power so bad and they want people to worship them so bad that they're willing to sell their soul and just go along with whatever is going on because they want that that power of people just loving them and looking up to them and bowing down and worshiping them. I mean, how many kids do you know that that would rather um, worship like uh, Takashi Six Nine or or one of these people and instead of uh, actually looking at the word of I don't know Jesus Christ? Yeah, I mean, like it, like like I've been saying, is this whole oversaturation with media? Then the new gods now are, are these movie stars, these comedians. They are the new gods that people are worshiping and giving their attention to. They're sucking up all their loose, and people fail to recognize this. And there's no real leaders like back in the day. You had MLK and John F. Kennedy. People pushing back against the war. You had these real strong leading men that were showing people the path to, to freedom and justice and, and moral, the, the way to be a moral person. And now, who do we have? Like you said, Takashi 6 9 Nicki Minaj. Like, these people are household names. And this is what the kids are, are looking up to, like you said. And, and with TikTok and all of these things, it's, I, I don't know how bad, how much worse can it get, but it seems like with every generation, they just dumb each generation down and nobody wants to question or stand up for themselves. Oh, man, it's crazy. We went through, like, a fun hip-hop period from when I was when I was a kid, man. We had, like, a fun hip-hop period. It, it went from, like, partying to fun. Then it went to drug dealing and gangbanging. And then it went from, I own a lot of money, look up to me because I have spinners on my car. <laughs> I remember those. And then it went to... I'm a drug addict, follow me and being a drug addict. And it's like these certain things. And it's like these people get looked up to, right? So like it started with like, I feel like the first downfall of hip hop was NWA. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm not going to lie, I fucking loved NWA. I fucking, I loved Dr. Dre. I loved Ice, I still love Ice Cube. I, I love the fact that he wouldn't uh, do that movie because he refuses to get the jab. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ice Cube. I mm-hmm. also love Ice Cube because he's a Raider fan. Holla. But, <laughs> but um, these people influence the youth so much. And then you got these fucking cucks out there like, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, and these people aren't from the hood. Those little fucking weirdos with dildos hanging off of their head right, are right, probably, right. their their parents are probably like a dentist and a fucking lawyer. They don't even know anything about the hood. But yet, they're able to realize how to influence people 
And I feel like the whole problem with what we're going through in culture America is is a deculturization of people that can influence you into being a fucking retard. And I know that I can get canceled for saying the word retard, but I'm kind of a retard sometimes myself. But these fucking people are fucking retarded. And you're yeah. looking up to retarded motherfuckers. Back mm-hmm. in the day, they used to look up to uh, people that stood for something, that had sub- substance, right? I mean, Like what- the Leave it, Leave it to Beaver, the dad. Do you remember how he was such a moral guy? He was Morals, like teaching yes. his kids. And now we have these fuck... Like, why? Like, I. this is what I really pisses me off like i'll go on youtube and the dumbest shit has millions of views and then you try to go to like lectures or educational stuff and barely any views or likes and it's just like how have we how has this happened but i don't know if you listen to my episodes but my first episode that i really had with the legit guest was about the tavistock institute do you know about this um i am familiar with the tavistock yes but i don't know about your episode uh, I think it was I, I had already done 10 episodes but I started naming them number one from that one but it was I had this guy who who researched it and I had heard about this a long time ago and I'm actually surprised that I don't hear a lot about this because if you want to know why the world is so fucked up it's because of the Tavistock Institute so in the early 1900s they created this institute which is basically a think tank and what they were involved in the beginning was uh, researching um, how um shell shock was affecting people and so this was kind of the beginnings of understanding psychology and understanding the mind so this institute was created and they are the ones that steered and basically they're creating culture back from the 20s they they started the whole rolling 20s they created the jazz movements and up into the 40s they created um they created all these movements like you can tell clearly how each decade is different the 40s from the 50s is when rock came in and this was supposedly introduced through the Tavistock Institute. And then it morphed into the counterculture in the 60s and then the drugs in the 70s and then hip hop in the 80s and grunge movement in the 90s. And now all these like uh, mumble rap type of shit. But uh, according to the, this guy, there's a books about them. You should look into them, Tavistock Institute. They created the whole hippie movement. Like we all like to think or want to think that the hippie movement was uh, sticking it to the man. Uh, we're going to do our own thing. But in reality, this was... Uh, this was a, a project to get kids to start taking drugs. Bro, they, start with- the Grateful Dead was CIA's biggest operation. The Grateful <laughs> yeah. Dead was CIA's biggest operation where they were introducing LSD to all these people. And then you have these people from this very specific part of Los Angeles that were involved, like their parents were either CIA operatives or or they were in the military in one way or another. So this was a whole MK Ultra uh, thing going on. And a lot of people think that like um, uh, Charles Manson was was this crazy, crazy uh, satanic killer who was a cult leader. And that's not the truth at all. Actually, the guy is fucking genius. And if you mm-hmm. actually listen to the things that he says, he... He, he's a fucking genius, but he was a part of the MK Ultra program and he was a plant and mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't realize he was a plant, but he could have he could have been just as big as Led Zeppelin. He could have been just as big as any of these other bands during that time period. He was right there in with them. He was just as talented as all of them. However, they used to use him and they used to pump him up with LSD. They 
and they were experimenting on him and and that uh, and that is exactly what you're talking about with the Tavistock. So sorry, well, actually, sorry the, to one interrupt of the major you, guys but... who founded the uh, Tavistock Institute, his son is the one who recorded all the music for the Grateful Dead. I don't know if you knew that. So it's like you said, like um, Charles Manson, he didn't know he was being used. And that's what happens a lot. You're being pushed into these areas to do these things and you don't even know. They're implanting ideas, like maybe like what you said through MK Ultra, they don't even know, but they've been programmed to do these certain things to steer society in a certain direction. Yeah, actually, uh, that is that 100% because, and um, a lot of people don't realize, but the Grateful Dead, their manager was a CIA head agent. And mm -hmm. uh, the whole agenda was to, um, it, it was an LSD um, experiment. And yeah, like, like I was saying, the, the whole counter movement, it sounds beautiful. And it's like, yeah, fuck the man. We're, we're pushing back with love. And, and like all these things, they're wolf in sheep's clothing. They, I mean, yeah, they look nice on the surface. But if you really think about it, okay, so what are these kids doing? Dropping out, tuning out, opening their mind to all these things. I don't know if you've heard that idea that when you take psychedelics, you're opening up yourself to, to entities to come inside of you. And yeah, I've had some grand revel revelatory experiences. And I love mushrooms because they help me learn about myself. But if you're doing it in the context of just dropping out and fuck society and fuck my family and I'm going to do what I want and I want to revolt, they're priming you to, to destroy the family unit, and that's what they want. By destroying the family unit, it's easier to manipulate and control all of us. Right, and that, that is their one major agenda is to destroy the family unit and, and the nuclear unit of the family. And that goes right back to Joe Biden, who created the 94 crime bill. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, let's get Trump out of there. He's racist. However, you have Joe Biden, who created this crime bill that destroyed more black families than anybody you can ever even imagine. Yeah, and he did it with like a smug look on his face when he's talking about that bill. He's like, we got to put them in jail. They don't they don't do nothing for society. Like, dude, is, this is the guy who's ruling our country. That, that's the, the mentality he has. And let me and let me talk about the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Is that a hypocrisy. word? Hypocrisy of this motherfucker is that the little amount of crack is going to put somebody away for years and years and years, yet his fucking son is the biggest crackhead and mm -hmm. fucks all these... Uh, I don't know if he really fucks minors. Uh, I, I would really like to read what was in the diary why uh, Project Veritas got... got raided by the FBI. I would mm -hmm. love to see what's in that diary. We know that there's uh, showers and what that, that's, that's besides the point. Uh, I'm getting off topic here, but his son is a fucking crackhead. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Like I, he lets it slide by with the son, but fuck everyone else. Like that's nepotism. So this is my question for you. Is Joe Biden really the president? Or do you think he's just handled by uh, Barry Sorteto, a.k.a. Barack Obama, married to uh, Michael, a.k.a. Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did you see that video of Jen Psaki slipping up and saying that she loves serving the Obama administration? And then I, she said, oh, I'm sorry, the Biden. I actually shared that on Instagram, yeah. 
And then, like, right after that clip, Obama was saying, he's talking to, I think, Stephen Colbert. He's saying that if, it, if I could make some type of thing where I could just be hiding in my basement and have somebody out in public and I can talk to them through headphones and tell them what to say, I would really enjoy that prospect. So he's, like, fucking telling you right, right then and there what's happening. It goes to that whole thing of they're telling you what they're doing. Yep. And if you don't do anything about it, it's on us. It's on us. Yeah, 100%. All right, brother, what else did you want to touch on? Because I know you wrote down some stuff that you want to talk about. Okay, well, I actually want to talk about this. It, uh, this kind of has to do with everything, but it might seem like it doesn't. But I used to, I actually just found this guy that I had listened to about eight years ago on podcast. And I had lost him and I forgot what the name of the podcast was. And somehow by synchronicity, I found him again. And his this whole, this thing that this idea is that language basically if you really examine language, you would realize that it's, it's made to manipulate you. Like one of the main examples he gives is the word the. A lot of people use uh, the word the incorrectly. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you. But uh, I, I always, whenever I hear the word the and people like emphasize the word the, I always think about dumb and dumber when he's like, ta, 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 he, ta, ta, he, the. That's one of my favorite movies, top five for sure. But yeah, he says that the word the, uh, here I wrote some of this down. He said that when people talk about the word the, they subconsciously or underlyingly, they're supposing that that word implies that that is the certainty. For example, you say, let's go to the store. It's not the store. Let's go to a store. I have a hard time explaining it, but basically he says that, for example, he says a lot of people ask, what is the meaning of life? And you're using the wrong already in that. You're, you're kind of supposing that there's one singular answer mm. for everyone else. But it's different for everyone else. There's an answer for you have an, uh, a certain answer for that. Well, what is the meaning of life? So, so do I. But yeah, this, this whole idea of using the word the leads us down a path where we're not really analyzing. And, and, and by not analyzing what we're saying, we can be easily corrupted and led down paths we don't want to go down. So, yeah, that was just that little one thing. But y'all should check him out. His name is Heron Stone. He's like a big linguist, and he actually changed his name to Heron Stone. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue, Heron Stone? Yeah, definitely. But I'm more curious about the word the. So, like, can, can you dive into that a little bit? Let's see. Um, let's see. I wrote some of this down. I, I can't say like he does, but he has this whole idea of how language. He also says this thing about how we have this um, talking machine in our head. A lot of the times we think it's us thinking, but it's this thing he calls the language language machine. And once you start learning how to talk, um, this language machine starts growing and starts going off on its own. And you can catch yourself doing it all the time. You, you, your mind will start coming up and spitting out things. And this is not you. This is a language machine inside of you that's just running its program. But yeah, I wish I could tell you more about what the is, word. Uh, Juana, what is ahead. your first language? Is your first language uh, English or Spanish? In Spanish. Okay, so what is the Spanish word for the, or is there one? Oh, it's actually very interesting because in Spanish it's L. And L, I don't know if you know, it's so, some people say that's the name, the real true name of God, L. And if you notice, all the angels, their names end with the word L, like Gabriel, um, Michael. Uh, I don't remember the other ones, but if you notice, all of them end with the word L. And L, I guess, is the word 
is the Spanish meaning of that. I didn't even think about that, but that's pretty interesting. But yeah, he goes on and on about how language in all cultures, there's a string of connectivity. Another thing he said, like, for example, was the word T. T is used in words that imply strength and like, for example, the word thunder or to think or to throw. That kind of goes off in different languages. You notice that the words, even though they're different, the way that the words are structured, he says that it's done purposefully to, to thwart the mind. And it's very hard to explain, but he's, you should go check him out. Heron Stone, he has a podcast called Talk Shoe. And I heard the way I discovered him, I was looking for podcasts long ago and I was typing in like red pill, truth, language, the matrix, and that one came up. And so what he would do is he would hop online and just have random people talk to random people and he would spit this knowledge and these people would be like, holy shit, I never thought about this. And I'm just, I'm telling y'all, you need to look into him. I'll send you a link to his stuff, but yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. uh, that's awesome. So, uh, speaking of, uh, fucking short-term memory loss. God damn it. You weed. (laughs) Oh, do you smoke? Do you smoke? Oh, I love smoking weed. Oh, me too, brother. That's another thing. When you were talking about CBD and, and when you were starting off the thing, I also had written down something here. I don't know if you've heard that they did a study that cannabis helps um, deter uh, the COVID thing from entering your body. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yes, this is this is legit studies. And the, and the funny thing is, is like they try to demonize anything that is actually beneficial to you. And all these petroleum-based medications that they're giving you right now is just a—it's just a movement of Rockefeller, Rockefeller, uh, not Jay Z, Rockefeller, <laughs> um, influence, right? Yeah, yeah. There's this whole documentary. Y'all should go check it out. I actually gave it on one of my podcasts to go check out. It's called "How Big Oil Conquered the World." And it's talking about how Rockefeller, when he discovered oil, he started putting all his money into it. And he got uh, he started making movements in policy and politics to debunk and to erase any of these old uh, healing methods, like through uh, plants or alternative methods. He said that that was old technology that we've now evolved into taking medicine. And these medicines are made from his fucking crappy ass oil. So he he switched how medicine was conducted just by, by through his own power by doing by lobbying in Congress and and moving shit around with his money. And so so here here's a study that I found. It's called Cannabinoids Block Cellular Entry of SARS-CoV-2 and the Emergent Variants. And awesome. this was published um, by a couple of doctors in January 10th. And okay, so this brings me to this other idea that I I've, I've always had in my mind because I I love cannabis. And here, let me look it up. In the Bible, it says, right here, let me put it up, sorry. Okay, in Revelations 22, because this has to do with everything that's going on in the world. There's a whole worldwide sickness that's getting everyone sick and everybody's afraid. But in Revelations 22, 2, it says, down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. So if you put that in context of what's going on, it's talking about a plant that bears a fruit every month. What plant does that? Weed. Every, every month you could get a harvest of weed. It grows so fast. 
It also says that this plant, um, it, it can, it bears 12 crops of fruit, meaning that this fruit can be used for many things. And as you and I know, cannabis can be used for medicine. It can be used to make clothes. It can be used to make rope, paper, um, really hard uh, material wood, all kinds of material. So many, it's thousands of, of, of uses that it has literally thousands. It is, it is literally one of the most predominant plants that we have that actually has the most uses out of all the plants that we have. And why do you think they demonize it? Because they can't make money off of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a natural thing. If they were to legalize it, we, any one of us can grow it. And that takes the power away from them. But yeah, so then this last part that really makes me think, it really clicked with me once this whole pandemic thing started. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And if you put that together with the study that I just told you that it blocks it from entering your body, that's the answer. You know, the Bible, if you really dissect it, sometimes it tells you the truth and you're missing it. Well, I, I love that you refer, reference the Bible because I reference the Bible a lot. And when I reference the Bible, a lot of people will roll their eyes at me and like, oh, the Bible. I'm like, yeah, see, I, I had that too because, okay, you're a very smart person and I grew up with the Bible. I, I grew up in the church and I departed from it, but I'm slowly coming back into it. And this thing is, I'm sure you know about the book of Enoch, right? Of course. I, I, I have it on audio. <laughs> what, what it, explain what the book of Enoch is then. Okay, so the book of Enoch was actually written, uh, it's scriptures that were written before the Bible, and they were written by um, Enoch, who is the grandfather of Noah. And he was a very important person that even the Bible references the book of Enoch. So if it's referenced by the book of Enoch, and I don't know if you know, Enoch was one of the three people in the Bible that didn't die. I think it was Elijah, Enoch, and some other guy. They, they were deemed too worthy to God to experience death. So he took them to heaven alive. So if this man was so important and so favored by God, why isn't his book in the Bible? This, and this leads me down to the, the idea and the thought pattern of if the Bible is the most powerful book in, in, in all of mankind, you have to be kind of naive to to think that it hasn't been infiltrated or, or or fucked with. And that goes back to the Vatican, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was created by the Council of Nicaea, but you already know all these guys are pedos and shit. Like, how can we really trust that they were deciding what should or shouldn't go in the Bible? Yeah, I'm not going to listen to anybody that diddles kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, okay, yeah. So I get why people roll their eyes, but I think they're not doing it because they know this. They're doing it just because they've been propagandized. And it's so easy. The, the world so easily shits on Christians and Christianity. It's just so easy to make fun of them. Why? These are actually the most moral people, the true Christians. There are a lot of shitty Christians out there that, oh, that hide under that cloak, but. Yeah, 100%. but yeah, I mean that—that's why people just roll their eyes. Like, I get why you're rolling your eyes, but there's something to it. Just give it a chance, man. So I'm not—I'm not gonna lie. I'm—I'm um, I'm lazy. I'm not gonna actually read a book, but I will—I um, will download audio versions, and that's what I do. Is I listen to podcasts and I listen to audio books while I'm at yeah. work. So I work ten hours a day. All of those 10 hours a day, as soon as I get to work, I'm either listening to a podcast or I'm listening to an audiobook, and I am enriching myself with knowledge. And exactly. Like, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. 
No, that's that's really all I have to say. So like, so that reminds people, me. So earlier, you were talking about how you started going to this Patriot uh, network. You were like, "Who am I?" And like, I thought that too when Janet told me to come on her show. But like you, I've been working at a machine shop for ten years, and it gets very boring. I mean, I already know how to run the machine with my eyes closed. So like yeah. you, I listen to eight hours of podcasts a day, and this has been going on for ten years. So I've had so much knowledge, like you said, endowed into us. That we actually do know shit more than more than most people, and we do have something that we have to say, and we just have to get over that resistance and really, really say what we what comes to in our hearts. Because, like Janet says, sometimes a conversation will steer, but it has to happen. Sometimes it happens that way for a reason. Maybe somebody that is listening to this right now hears something that that we said that's like holy shit, and maybe that could change their life. And I'm not trying to be pompous or anything, but like we do know something, and we've learned so much. We've kind of gone through. Um, an unofficial university, you could say. We have black belts, black belts and conspiracies. Oh, I'm I'm a black belt conspiracy theorist to the fullest, brother. What comes after black belt? Isn't it maroon? So we're actually maroon. I'm I'm more than maroon, man. I, I've been doing this shit. You're since, a rainbow. I've been I'm a rainbow belt. Like I've been doing this shit since 2012, man. Like Yeah, brother. But but listen to me. Janet says something in a lot of her shows, she shouts you out and she says, there's a saying my friend Juan from Truth and Media says, and it really changed my life. And what she says, actually, it, it hits me in the feelers. And she says that my friend Juan from Truth and Media says, you need to stop living through your ego and start living through your soul. Yeah, I love when she says that. It's like, damn, I, I love Janet. She's my best friend. I've never seen her. I've just spoken to her, but she's like a comrade to the end. I, I love Janet. But uh, but where did you come up with that? Stop living through your ego and start living through your soul. Because that is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, so when we started doing this podcast, uh, we did a couple episodes before I officially started numbering them. And I had my buddy Pete and Chris here. And Pete, he's very young, but he's very spiritual. And he seems like an old person. And he's actually the one who gave me this idea. And I had thought about something like that for a while, but I didn't have the proper words to say it. So I actually have to give credit to my buddy Pete. And he's the one that, yeah, he was reading this book and he was just meditating. And it's a funny story because I got him into mushrooms and he actually did a pretty big dose one day. He, he got scared from it. And he actually went sober and cleaned himself up. And he's like really, really good now advancing so fast and he was the one who was telling me yeah man people the way the, the reason the world is so fucked up is because people are just operating off of the ego they want to satisfy the ego they want to look important they want people to look up to them but if you really were just work through the through the soul you would do the things that you really feel need to come out you wouldn't be working your ass off to buy a, a big ass house or to buy a new car, you would be working your ass off to, to really learn about who you are and how to help others and how to raise your consciousness. So yeah, it goes to my buddy, Pete. That's awesome, brother. Um, I'm going to call timeout because I can't hold my pee any longer. Okay. So we're pausing. We're pausing. Cool. I need to too. Okay. So now that we just, we were on break, what are your thoughts on Rogan? Okay, so here's my here's my thoughts on Rogan, right? I feel like he has the platform and the money and the audience to stand up and do whatever he wants to do. 
the fact that he is going to allow them to put a label on what he is doing upsets me because he could stand up and say he's going to put this label on saying this could or could not be misinformation, right? Mm -hmm. So he has Spotify by the balls because if they let him go, then they're in breach of their contract and they're going to owe him a hundred million dollars regardless. So he could say, fuck you. I'm doing what I want and you can't censor me. However, they've already censored him. They've already taken some of his podcasts down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, Oh, this is a win because you know, these people are coming forward and they're saying, if uh, you don't take Joe Rogan down, then we're leaving Spotify. And they're like, well, this is what's, what's going through their head is Joe Rogan's making us more money than you are. So they're getting us more views than you are. So by Neil Young, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, my feeling on this is he should have been like, wait a minute. How is this misinformation? Peter McCullough is the leading doctor in the nation right now who has the most published things in his career that is 100% factual, right? And then he had, um, who who else was on? Robert Malone. Robert Malone, another one. The creator, he helped create this mRNA vaccine, and he's saying, don't get this vaccine. He's the one that fucking created it. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. telling you not to get it, okay? And they're saying it's misinformation, and he's allowing them to put this on there. He should say, no, I hold the cards Tell me how this is min- misinformation. Exactly. I see. I love Joe Rogan. I owe a lot of what I've learned and the things I've changed in my life because to to him, he he's a really smart dude. But that's the thing that makes me think, like, yeah, dude, you you have them by the balls right now. You could red pill the whole the whole world right now. You have the numbers. You have the power. And so, like, what I was thinking while we were gone, we're taking the break. I was thinking. Because I just rewatched one of uh, his his uh, segments he did with Eddie Bravo about flat Earth and space. Oh, and stuff, I love right? Eddie Bravo. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait. Flat Earth. That was a joke yeah. about the world being flat, right? Was it? No, no, no. Seriously, okay. So you know Eddie Bravo, right? For sure. Uh, uh, and I'm a flat earther, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence, but I'm more on the side of flat Earth. But but you're not so married words, to the ball. Huh? You're not married to the ball. None. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so while we're taking a break, this is what I was saying, because Joe Rogan supposedly, okay, I love him and all that, but like you said right now, he could have pushed back. And then I saw this video of him talking to Eddie Bravo, and Eddie Bravo was spitting facts, just telling him all these things to prove flatter. And, and Joe Rogan said, I don't want to get into this with restroom. you, right? He can, he can go four hours, five hours without having to take a restroom. Right. But on this segment, he's like, oh, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the restroom. Like, bro, and you could see on his face, him and Brian Kylan were so nervous. You could, I've, I've seen Rogan for years, so I, I pretty much, you could say we know him. We see his mannerism and how he reacts. But he looked very uncomfortable when Eddie Bravo was spinning truth. He was like, uh, uh, where's the proof? Where's all this? And he said, excuse me, I'll go to the bathroom. Like, dude, things like that, I pay attention to, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I love Joe Rogan. He does a lot of good, but he could okay. probably... Well, we, we can go on this. We can say Joe Rogan was like, I, I'd say six years ago, he was like, 
there is no way we landed on the moon. Yeah. And then three and a half years ago, he was like, there is no way that we didn't land on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And do you think that was like after the change to Spotify? When, when do you think this change happened? I think this change happened when he started to get uh, monetized so mm. much that he could quit his career with um, he could, he could quit his career with uh, what do you what do you uh, he he could have stopped everything and just focused on his podcast right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but. I feel like his podcast has gotten so big that it is mainstream news. Yeah, it's well, they're bigger numbers than all of them combined, all the TV stations combined. So he he gets bigger numbers than CNN. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem for CNN right now. So when he has people on like Peter McCullough or Dr. Robert Malone, that's a huge problem because this is going against the narrative. And I'm not saying this is going against fact. That, oh, yeah, I am. This is going against the facts, that the so-called facts that we got flip-flop Fauci out there saying this is what we need. Uh, we need to uh, wear masks and we need to get double jobs. If you're not, uh, you, you need to get another job. And if you didn't get job twice, then you need to get job three times. And uh, yeah, yeah, fuck this guy, dude. Yeah, fuck this guy. Like, for real, have you seen that video where Bill Gates gets pie, pie, pie in his face? Uh, no, somebody actually threw a pie in Bill Gates' face. Yeah, this was a long time ago. You look it up, but it's it's hilarious because he's he's walking out of his limo and he's going into a building and some guy runs up and puts a pie on his face and he like flinches like like a little bitch like you could just tell that guy man he is not a man at all he's just he's a, little a little nerd boy bitch, who dude up, and fuck his mother mother Teresa but these guys like Fauci if you if you like fake the fake the punch they they'd run and I don't know how these people have managed to to control everything two for flinching. <laughs> you do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. it oh, have you actually looked YouTube? Um, it was a while back. This was one of the main reasons they took away the, the dislike button. Is it still on there? No, nah, they they, they took the dislike button off of YouTube, and uh, also they took uh, they took uh, the comments away from the White House page on YouTube. Um, I wonder why. But anyways, a while back, they did a documentary on Fauci. This was before they removed the dislike button. But you could go look at all these videos, the trailer for the doctor, the Fauci uh, documentary. And it was like outnumbering the dislikes, like thousands, thousands, tens of thousands to the likes. And all the comments were like, this dude's a piece of shit. Why are y'all listening to him? He's a nerd. The cabal, all this stuff. And it's like, man, so many more people are awake that it, it's crazy how this is still going on. It just shows how powerful the media is. Right. Well, do you know who um, uh, the in the Carrie Mullis? Yeah, Carrie Mullis. You know who Carrie Mullis is? Yeah, he invented the PCR test. He invented the PCR test, and what did he say about the PCR test? That it should not be used to detect this virus. It should not be used to detect any virus because you can turn the levels up and detect anything you want. 
And then we've seen people like testing pawpaw fruits. We've seen people testing pineapples. We've seen people testing everything and it coming up positive for coronavirus. Are you going to tell me that a pineapple is positive (laughs) for Corona? Yeah, that's what they did. They did it with the tomato too. It's hilarious. And a tomato. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to play another clip. I, I mean, how do you even respond to something like that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can respond by this. Look, I have this meme. I haven't posted it yet, but this is how it goes. It's at the top meme. It says, the reasons I'm not taking the vaccine is because of these guys. And it has Kerry Mullis, Mike Yeadon, and Robert Malone. So Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, a Nobel Prize winner, says this. PCR doesn't tell you what you're sick, that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with was really what what was going to hurt you or anything like that. And then Dr. Mike Yeadon, former VP and chief scientist at Pfizer, says, basically everything your government has told you about this virus, everything you need to know, everything you need to do to stay safe is a lie, every part of it. And I'll be challenged on that. And then the last one is uh, Robert Malone, inventor of the mRNA technology. He says, one of our problems here is the assumption that this is like every other vaccine we've ever seen. And it's a no. So these are the major guys who you should be listening to, that they are the, the scientists who are worthy enough to speak about this. And these three guys are saying, don't take this. Don't do this. And, and why are people? And they're getting censored. Mm-hmm. Kerry Mullis is dead. He died like right before any of this happened. How interesting, right? Is, mm-hmm. How interesting is it that he just supposedly ended up dead? And right before this happened too, uh, like hundreds of CEOs left their companies. Disney, big names left their, their companies. Why? So what do you think about all the CNN people that are uh, stepping down right now? Uh, they should. I think CNN is dead. Um I think people are realizing that they're not to, to be trusted. Uh, it, Rogan's getting like 11 millions of views per episode and hundreds of million uh, a month. And I think the tide is turning. But like, again, like I said, I don't know if we can really trust Joe Rogan. He does put good ideas on there, but now he's saying that he wants to have mainstream ideas also on his platform. Like, well, you're I, I feel like I feel like it's necessary to have both sides of the argument because you're not going to uh, try somebody for murder without listening to both sides of the story. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So what is your favorite conspiracy and why? Well, my favorite conspiracy actually encapsulates everything else. And it's basically what we've heard our whole lives, that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to think that he's not alive. Mm. And if you really think about this, because I've wrecked my mind for years trying to figure out why is the world corrupt why do these people do this what is their aim they have all the money in the world they have all the power why do they keep doing this oppressive thing when they're trying to like put humanity in the first industrial revolution why do they want this so bad and i've wrecked my mind is it ego yeah that could be part of it but my conspiracy is that god is real the devil is real and we've been misled and we've been indoctrinated so much that we don't think it's real. But but if you analyze it and you look at it through that perspective that, yes, God is alive and Satan went around throughout all of time deceiving people. And I don't know, have you heard this idea that I, I kind of came up with it on my own, but I've heard other people say it. Well, Satan doesn't take that, a break. Was that? I'm sorry. Satan doesn't take a break. No, no, he's always working. He's the smartest guy. He was like second in command in heaven. 
But uh, what, what my theory is that he went around the world deceiving people. Like he went to different cultures and he appeared as a God, like in physical form. And he deceived them and showed them that he was a God and he could do all these magical things. But it's because he understands physics and the way this world works that he can manifest certain things. And he went through all these through all these different cultures in the Aztecs. He was Quetzalcoatl. In um, other religions, he came as other gods. But I think he came to mislead people and to turn them away from the true God. And I was having this argument with someone like, what about all the people before Jesus that didn't hear about him? And the thing I said, yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to personally say the name Jesus, but the Christ consciousness that lives inside all of us, that idea of ascending and connecting with, with whatever created, something created all of this. And we need to find out how, how to reconnect to this. And this idea exists, it can exist in any culture. But if you have somebody pre-programming you to think that the God is a snake God or the God is a, a ram or whatever, you're diverting people from the true God. So basically my favorite conspiracy is that, yeah, God is alive. He's real and Satan is real. And all of this is spiritual warfare. And our goal is to connect with God and to serve one another. I love it, brother. I love it so much. Juan, you came, you crushed, you told everybody what is true. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, who you are, and what you're about? All right, fellas. So um, I am Truth in Media on Instagram. Come and follow me. I'll be dispensing truth bombs daily, trying to wake you up. I also have a podcast that I do with my buddy Drew. It's called Bricks in the Wall. And I borrowed that metaphor from Pink Floyd. Um, he actually used that metaphor because he hated the audience. He wanted to build a wall to separate himself. But I use this metaphor as in our lives, in our life, we are indoctrinated. And there's this wall of bricks that I consider each brick a different conspiracy. There's the moon conspiracy, the flat earth conspiracy, the spiritual uh, uh, brick. All these bricks form a wall. And this wall keeps you from the truth. So on my podcast, I try to empower y'all to tear that fucking wall down and to to traverse it and see the truth and self-actualize. So right. where can that's we my find podcast. that at? Bricks in the wall. It's on Spotify and Anchor. Uh, hit me up on, Insta- on Instagram. I'll send you the link. And I also created a QR code. I post it often on my page. I love your QR I, code. I, invol- I, I uh, actually incorporated it in the flyer for the last episode you were on my show. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. But yeah, this this QR code, I made it because my goal is I share it and whoever hears it or sees it, print it out and put it like on gas pumps, put it on grocery store carts, put it on bathroom stalls, just high traffic areas. Because if you scan this QR code, it's going to take you to this video playlist I curated. It's on YouTube. It's over 200 videos that if you watch them, they can they hold the potential to wake up a normie. So that's my, that's my major three things that I've done to help wake people up. What do you want to leave my audience with? Uh, actually, I've been thinking about this. I haven't written it down, but this is the idea. I heard this a long time ago at church. This priest, he was telling us a story about how people, jewelers, people who make jewelry, when they're making um, silver, what they do is they burn the the silver they burn it with a torch and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get all the impurities out so they're heating it up they're testing it they're burning it and this happens in our life we go through these tribulations and these problems that we think are the end of the world or they we think that we can't handle them but this is 
this is God testing us. He's putting us through the fire. He's burning away all the impurities. He's trying to make you clean and pure like him. And then the preacher, he was saying that once the, the silver becomes pure, it has like a clear sheen on it. It becomes like a mirror. And so he uses this as a, as a metaphor that once God tests you and you really endure the test and really persevere, you become a mirror kind of like, and God can see himself in you. So it's a reflection of him. So all these, these trials and tribulations that you think you're going through, that you think they're unbearable or that you can't, you can't see yourself past them. Just know that these are tribulations that are testing you. They're building that character and taking all the shit out of you that, that you don't need, like, like resistance and procrastination. All these things need to be burned away so that you can become a reflection of God. I love it, brother. You are amazing. You're an amazing patriot. You're also an amazing truther. And you are welcome on the White Rabbit podcast anytime, man. I want to have you on mine too, brother. I would love to I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Cool, cool, cool. All right, everybody, please go follow uh Juan, uh Truth and Media on Instagram and uh any final thoughts that you would like to leave my listeners with? Uh, no, only that uh, every time I hear the song White Rabbit now, I think of you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, brother. <laughs> so yeah, That's uh, it, brother. Man, I appreciate you uh, being a guest on my show. And uh, I love everything that you're doing. I love the truth that you're throwing out there. And a lot of people need to realize that you know what? We might have had it all wrong this entire time. And you need to open your eyes to the fact that we can be deceived a hundred times before we can admit that we were deceived once. Mm -hmm. Totally. So with that being said, go check out serious CBD. That is, um, dang it that's three too many beers to be able to spell that out but that is serious-cbd.com enter the promo code rabbit and you will get 15% off and go check out thewarehouse.salon enter the promo code rabbit and you will get 10% off of your order other than that I would like to say big things are coming we are going to be on Roku, Patriot Podcast Network. Keep a lookout. Juan, I love you, brother. You are an amazing patriot, and I feel connected to you, and you are welcome on my show anytime you want. I love you too, brother. I'm so glad we met. Comrades for life. Absolutely, brother. Okay, everybody, keep digging down those rabbit holes. You know what it is. You know what to do. White rabbit, late. We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome to the revolution. Televised government been telling lies. If you're not with us, you better.
committed genocide. Everything is centralized. The food that we consume and they spraying it all with pesticides. Easily identify the sheep and the snake, the real and the fake. Giving us a reason to pray. I'ma make my own choices. A voice for the voiceless. They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison. It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose. If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shh. Shut your mouth, they comply, that's the message Want you depressed on prescriptions that mess with your head Got you stressing, suppressing expression We will not comply With the institutions Sick illusion No, it won't be televised Welcome to the Science, they want you complying. The media's bias. These corporate giants are capitalizing on us.